This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. We have this inyan that it says, Together with all the parashat uh, b'chukotai, all the klalot, lo alenu. But one of the things is, I will make your bet mikdash empty. Hashimoti et mikdashchem. Chachamim learn in Masechet Megillah that Hashimoti et mikdashchem doesn't necessarily go on bet mikdash. It goes also on a shul. Talking also about shuls. That refers to bet knesset because that's called mikdash me'at. What does that mean, Mikdash Me'at? Mikdash Me'at means it's a small Bet Mikdash. That's what it literally means, according to Chazal, explaining this Pasuk. Now, when we're talking about a small Bet Mikdash, it means that it has Kedusha. Bet Mikdash had a large amount of Kedusha, and Bet Knesset has also much Kedusha. It has Kedusha. It's not a regular place. Because of that, Chachamim say that Afilu bezman sheshomem nikra mikdash. The Kedusha is so strong in such a place that even after HaKadosh Baruch Hu, lo alenu, would fulfill this curse, lo alenu, that the better mikdash should be shomem, which means there's nobody that's going to be in the place, even if the better mikdash lo alenu would be destroyed, there's still be Kedusha. If we try to understand that, we know that a place that had a, a, a nuclear uh, bomb reaction or a place that they're building a nuclear weapon or anything like that, even after years and generations, it still has over there some reactions. And people that go there, all of the sun become sick. Why? Because the effect of that nuclear is still there to a certain amount. It's not as strong, but it's still there, which, which means we see there are such things in the world. And the Kadosh who says that's the way it works with Kedusha. Although right now, the Beit HaMikdash doesn't exist, but that place itself, that there was Beit HaMikdash, still has that effect, that Shekhinah is still there to a certain amount. It's very, very interesting. And because of that, I think it's very relevant today that, unfortunately, People are not in their Bet Mikdash, in their Bet, bet, bet Mikdash, but bet, the Bet Knesset, to try to see what is it that we're missing at that time. So we see that there's a mitzvah, according to some mitzvah d'oraita, of building a Bet HaMikdash, which means building a Bet Knesset. When I say Bet Mikdash, I mean Bet Knesset, Bet Mikdash Me'at. That is something that we found in the poskim to be, some say, deoraita. Some hold that the mitzvah of building Bet HaKneset Me'at, Yishur, Bet Mikdash Me'at, which is a shul, would be deoraita. It's very interesting. The Sechemet brings a whole list of poskim that, that uh, say either well, it's deoraita or the Rabbanan. Uh, he brings the Sefer Shnot Yamin, that he writes that it's Bichlal Mitzvah Taseh of Be'asuli Mikdash. Which means, again, we see that a shul is considered Bet Mikdash. A suli Mikdash goes on a shul. Not only Bet Mikdash. Of course, it goes also on Bet Mikdash. But it also refers to a shul. Same thing the Nechmat de Mareh brings down. Same thing the Ma'asevram brings down. So we found this Lishonot that it would be 
המקדש, it would be the Oraita as well, the Marita Springs, that a person that speaks negatively about a shul, אין לו כפרה, כי בזמננו הוא כמקדש, which means many times people speak about shul, oh, there are the shul over there, two blocks away, ah, it's a bad shul, bad people, uh, this and that. Common, unfortunately, that people would, would, try, would speak negatively about the shul on a different place. Now, shul doesn't mean the walls of the shul. Nobody cares about the shul, even though that also, right, old, it's this, it's that. We, we, as people, we always have what to say. We have opinion, but we need to very limit our opinion when we're talking about Beit HaMikdash. And the Maritats writes, when you talk about a shul, you talk about Beit HaMikdash, you need to be very, very careful with that. So the Zohar says, Parashat Nesu, Vasuli Mikdash kol beknishta de'alma mikdash ikri. Every shul in the world is called Bet Mikdash. So that gives us, a, again, that perspective. So the idols are holy to the Rabbanan, but the Zohar brings openly that having a, a place to pray is a mitzvah d'oraita. With that, I would like to mention how the Mishnah Burah speaks and talks when he brings this halacha in the Shulchan Aruch. In Shulchan Aruch, in Siman Kufnun Aleph, he brings that Batek Nesiot Batek Midrashot and Nohagim Bahem Kalut Rosh. A person is not allowed to be lightheaded in a shul. When you walk in the shul, it says in the Pasuk, Betelokim Nealech Beragesh. You have to feel fear when you come into the shul. So therefore, the Alacha says that to, you have to run to the shul because you were running to make a mitzvah. When we go to make a mitzvah, we run to that mitzvah. But as soon as you get to the shul, right before you enter, you stop, and you realize where you're running to, and you, you should halt, stop, and feel that fear inside. This is the way it should be. And the Mishnah Bura mentions that again, Hem nikraim mikdash me'at, dikhtiv vayihi lahem lemikdash me'at. ובמקדש כתיב את מקדשי תיראו. A person has to fear בית המקדש. Now, again, we're talking about מקדש מעט, and according to the מפרשים which we explained in the Zohar, we have the clear explanation מדאורייתא that בית המקדש is uh, in the large amount, but of Kedusha, but בית הכנסת has also the same not the same Kedusha, but this, it, it's parallel to Beit HaMikdash, to that aspect. And therefore, Midoraita, one should treat the shul as he would treat Beit HaMikdash. Beit HaMikdash will be built. And imagine a person goes to Beit HaMikdash in Yerushalayim. He passes the Kotel Amaravi. Now everything is built and beautiful. There's no Arabs there. All there is is uh, all the Chachamim and all uh, Kedusha Olam. And you go inside and you see Kohanim Bavodatam, Levim Beduchanam, Israel Bemamadam, and all of the sudden your phone rings. You're right there in Beta Mikdash. You, uh, everything is quiet and everybody's watching the Avodah with fear. All of the sudden the phone rings. Oh, how are you? Yeah, yeah, no, how, well, we, I'm going to make the job for you. Don't worry, I'll come tomorrow back to America. I'll make the job for you. And you schmooze with him. By the way, how's the stock market? You don't, you're just not going to do that. You know you're not going to do that. 
So says that says the halacha over here that you should treat the shul the same way because the shul is the Bet Hamikdash. Who the Mikdash Ktivet Mikdashit Irau Sheyem Oraoshel Hashochen Ba Alav, and it's so strict that it says in the Smak Shebaavon Kalut Rosh Bet Hakneset Neset Nefachim Levet Avodat Gilulim Chas VeShalom, which means the shul stops operating and he goes to Avodat Zara, and unfortunately, Baruch Hashem, it didn't. Our shuls did not turn to Bet Avodat Ilulim. Many are in 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 you you find many of them in Queens and around America that uh, the, they used to be shuls and now uh, churches bought them. So that's a terrible thing by itself. But over here we're dealing with understanding that this, the shul would stop operating. That's what we're concerned about and. We need to just see if we have the result. Maybe we can find a guilt with with uh, with what we've been treating, the way we were treating the mikdash meat that we all had. And maybe when it comes back, one should understand to treat it the right way. So what is what's considered? It says over here: ba'avon kalus rosh, batei mikdashim nechravim. And it says in the Shulchan Aruch that Bateknesiyot and Noagim Bayem Kalut Rosh. What is Kalut Rosh? So the Shulchan Aruch himself explains. Kigon Schok. Schok means you laugh over there, you make a joke, you crack a joke. Now, we, we as, as human beings, we like to joke around, we like to talk funny. You walk into a shul, you see your friend, you crack a joke, yeah, or this, or then you say something funny, and he returns you something funny, okay. That you feel that it's 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 normal. Could be that we should be more careful now that we see that this this actually came about. Kegon kalut rosh vekegon schok vehitul vesicha betela. What do you want more open? This is Shulchan Aruch in Siman Kufnun Aleph. That's how he opens up the halacha. You can't talk sicha betela. It's not chumra. It's not a nice thing. It's not divrei musar. It's not divrei kabbalah. It's not sifrei musar. It's halacha in shulchan aruch, and it's the oraita. And one other thing that you can do in it, it says in the halacha that you can do calculations in the shul. En mechashbim ba'em cheshbonot elem ken shel mitzvah. If you calculate cheshbonot shel mitzvah, you want to calculate the money that the shul received. Fine, but. Many times a person starts taking his phone and he starts calculating. He just got a business job. He's not calculating how much how much offer should I give him or whatever it is. He starts calculating a small calculation. You're violating with that. That is so. So it says over here that sicha betela is asur. Mishnah Bura says a filu sichat chulin shiletzorch parnasa de bachut shari bebedakneset asur. You're not allowed to have. Somebody calls you on the phone, and somebody calls you on the phone. That's the most relevant uh, example to that, because uh, it used to be that there was no phone. So, Sichat Betela Shel Parnasa would be two people gathering together in the shul and start talking about a certain business deal. So, and I've seen, I've seen people that made business deals in shuls, they made a meeting. There was no place for them to make a meeting. They didn't want to go to their houses. No, they met in the shul. Shul is a place that's open for everybody. You go in the shul, and you make a business meeting there. You sit down, and you talk, and you decide whatever you decide. I saw how their business how was, how their business fell apart. I saw this more than once. So 
Over here it says, שיחה בטלה היינו אפילו שיחת חולים שהיא לצורך פרנסה בבית הכנסת אסור. ובפרט שיחה בטלה לגמרי, much worse, if you just talk nonsense in the shul without... שיחה בטלה doesn't mean only cracking joke. You're talking about anything else besides Torah, besides uh, the, the meaning of what the shul should be. ודאי ראוי למנוע מתמיד מזה. ובזוהר הקדוש, says the Mishnah Bura, פרשת ויקל הפליג מאוד בגודל העוון הזה. The Zohar says, it explains how strict it is. And he says that whoever, listen to this, whoever speaks in the shul, אין לו חלק בשם ישראל. So strict, this is the, the words of the Zohar. He doesn't have חלק בשם ישראל. He says, that כל שכן שיש להיזהר בבית הכנסת מעוון דיבורים אסורים, which means there's levels. First of all, it's terribly אסור to talk business. Second, and even worse, is to talk nonsense, crack jokes. That's worse. Why? Because at least business is some kind of mitzvah that you're doing. Parnasa, bringing parnasa home is a certain mitzvah. But it's not a mitzvah you can perform in truth. Second, which is worse than that, talking nonsense. And thirdly, which is much worse, is dvarim asurim. How many times people fight in shul, people talk machloket in shul, people talk lashonara in shul. He says, besides the fact that that by itself is asur, any place, not only in the shul, or digdal avon yoter b'makom kadosh. It's much worse in the shul. Why is that? Imagine how disgraceful it is. You're standing in front of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. You believe that you're standing in front of a Kadosh Baruch Hu because you came to Shul to pray. So you know where you're standing. You know exactly where you are. And so you say, maybe a person that doesn't know you have a kid comes to Shul and his father didn't teach him. So he doesn't realize yet. But an adult that comes voluntarily to Shul in order to pray and he starts talking nonsense, or even worse, starts fighting in shul, arguing in shul, machloket, ktatot, l'shem shamayim, they're arguing l'shem shamayim. One says the, the, the drasha should be this length, and the other one says this length, and they're starting arguing. Not, not, not arguing like machloket, what should be the right way, and each one respects the other. No, it's, it becomes into, uh, into an emotional, heated uh, argument. It becomes personal. So then it's disgraceful to the Shekhinah. Let me explain that a little bit more. The Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Ezu Apikores. What's considered Apikores? We think Apikores is a person that doesn't believe in Akadosh Baruch Hu, doesn't believe in the Torah. Chachamim don't say that. They say Apikores is somebody that either, either puts down a Talmid Chacham, he disgraced for to a Talmid Chacham, he degrades the Talmud Chacham, or, listen to this, he's putting down his friend in front of the Talmud Chacham, which means you have a Talmud Chacham, and you're sitting with your friend, and you start, you're starting to put him down. Oh, you this, you that, putting him down. So that is also an Apikores, says the Gemara. Why is that? The reason is because if you realize that there's a Talmud Chacham over here, you have to be on your best behavior. How is it that you're behaving in such a despicable way? If you had right now, let's say, you had now over here, and you and your friend are sitting on a table. You go to visit Chacham Ovadia. You go to visit Rav Chaim Kanievsky. 
and you're sitting right by him, and you are with the way people are when they go there. They go with all fear. They go, they go and understand that they, they're standing in front of the Shekhinah. And all of a sudden, uh, your friend starts uh, saying to you something, and you start arguing with him and putting him down. You're degrading the Talmid Chacham, the rabbi you're standing in front of. This is called an apikoros because you don't, you show you don't realize the importance of the person you're standing in front of. If you would stand in front of the president, you would stand in front of the president. You would be, we would be with, with a meeting with the president, and meanwhile, up to uh, the time that he, that that you have the meeting, he's sitting in front of you and he's on the phone. Meanwhile, you you're not going to argue with your friend and you're going to put him down and start calling him names. So the same thing, you should treat it Talmid Chacham. Now, over here it says that you're arguing in a shul, that's much worse, because you're not standing in front of a Talmid Chacham now. You're standing in front of the Shekhinah Kedosha. This is how strict it is. So this is what the Mishabuah says. That is exactly what he says. And sometimes he comes to Akaot, Malshinut, Godel Chilul Shem Shamayim Ben It's a terrible thing. Now, who gets the most punishment from doing all that? Says the Mishnah Bura, the first one that started. Sometimes you start, start, you spike a fire. You just start it. You just light a small lit of, of, of flame. And from here, things become much worse. And that's what he says here, that the person that started this whole thing is much, much worse, and he would get much more punished than everybody else. So from here, we see how strict it is. Those things that we spoke, that the Mephoshim entirely speak on the strict way that a person should look and view the, the shul when it comes to shul. The Peleuet says that when a person comes to shul, and he says more than that. You know, it's a famous Gemara in Brachot Dafet that the reason people grow old, you see people that grow very old, we gave you the past issue to show how is it, it's a, it's a, it's a phenomenal that's not understood that the more religious people are, the older they grow and, and live. Very interesting. It's proven scientifically. If a person wants to see, I have a shiur showing scientifically. It's, it's famous today. And one might ask, what's the reason? So we said, there's a gemara, open gemara. You can find many different reasons, and you can try to speculate all kinds of reasons. But the gemara says openly that the ha'inu the ha'nyalev, that's the, what helped Bnei Bavel to be, to be Ma'arich Yamim, to become uh, much older. The, go to Shul, be Ma'arich in the Shul, stay in the Shul longer, make sure that you come early and live late Shul, and that will give you long life. How interesting it is. And 
you need to know that a person that comes to shul from the first ten gets reward for all the people that come after him. So if there's 60 people that come to shul, you get rewarded for all those that come after you. And especially, the Mephoshim explained, the first one that comes. The first one that comes, the Zohar, it brings down that his level is a tzaddik and a great tikkun for the for the Pgama Brit, and he's called in Shamaim, Rea, Auv, Rechima, Dekucha, Brichu. He's a loved and friend of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So when you all hear about such beautiful things, we get, again, the desire to come and to shul, to greet the shul, but we need to know that when we come to shul, we have to be mekabel, to treat the shul in complete mora beta mikdash. We're not allowed to speak to people. You're not allowed to raise your voice on people. This is the words of the of the peleoet. Miklal mora beta knesset shaloi ten sham bekolo kol az afilu likol eshum adam. You will scream at a person. Oh, Moishi! Oh. It's not. It's not a place for that. That's not a. That's not a. A, a, a club that you sit down and call your friends. Some people feel that they need to go to shul in order to meet with their friends. You know, it's 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 a very healthy thing for a person to have his friends and uh, to socialize. Today it's asur already to socialize. You need to uh, de-socialize, but very healthy to socialize. The person comes to shul, but one minute. This is not a place to socialize. You need to realize that. Which means even somebody did already something wrong. What do we do? We scream at him. Oh, of course, we, we, we're performing a mitzvah right now to scream at him. That's the right way. Needs to, we need to teach him a lesson. He can't behave like this in shul. Says the Belarus, no, you're wrong. You can't do that. Because you are standing in front of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. If, he's, if you stand in front of a Kadosh Baruch Hu and somebody does something wrong, you, you, you have to tell him. But you go quietly to him and you talk to him in a way that, first of all, will be respectful. You have to realize that the whole situation over here should be respectful. The, the entire atmosphere around is an is atmosphere of fear. Hashem Barach is here. Secondly, you have to tell him in a way that he would accept it. You think that if you scream at somebody, you would accept it? Very unlikely to scream at somebody, and he would uh, accept it. Now, the Foshim bring even worse than that. It's Magen Avraham. Any Foshim brings under the Chatam Sofer, and he brings also the Pelerets, that we can't be worse than a Goy in his church. A Goy in his church, when he sits down over there, he sits with respect, with honor, he does not interrupt. He doesn't scream. That's what they say, you know. We, we don't know. We've never been there. We don't know. But they say that the place is clean. The place is respected. We can't be worse. It's interesting things that we compare ourselves, that we shouldn't be even worse than the place of Avodah Zarah. Because if we behave in a place, in our place, worse than in the place of Avodah Zarah, en lecha chilul Hashem gadol mizet. Because if a place that doesn't have anything, only Avodah Zarah, and only bad things that come out of there, they respect it, imagine how a person should behave in a place of Kedusha, a place that has 
השם יתברך הוא וזה. בעזרת השם, this is just a חיזוך for us, there's so much over here in this, in the ספרים הקדושים that speak about מורה בית המקדש, but it just figured that if we have, we have right now in our פרשה, דת עניין, והשימותי את מקדשכם, חכמים תל אסין, ברכות ו', אין תפילתו של אדם נשמעת אלא בבית הכנסת. בגמרא סייז כל מי שיש לו בית הכנסת בעירו ואינו נכנס שם, נקרא שכן רע, וגורם גלות לעצמו. If all these things that are written are mentioned in our פרשה, and we ממש uh, days before, days before reopening the shoes, we need to realize that We have the opportunity, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give us the opportunity again to come back to the place to see and, 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 and meet with Hashem Yitbarach. We need to come back with different mindsets, not anymore come in as a, as a friendly place that you join together with your friends and you have a good time. No. Now we need to take this a little bit more seriously that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will see that we understand that we were thrown away from our house, just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu was also thrown away from his house. He thrown away from Bet HaMikdash, and now from the Bet HaMikdash Me'at. He's not there. If we're not there, he's not there. The place is a Shemot Yit Mikdashem. The place is deserted. There's nothing else. Shualim ilchubo. When there's nothing there, who knows? There's cockroaches that walk around. We need to realize that this is a terrible, terrible thing. Now, Bezat Hashem, come back. Come back with a totally different mindset to open up the shul and Feel that fear that the Torah commands us to feel when we come to the shul. Chazak uveruch, Shabbat Shalom, stay strong, soon we'll meet with everybody. Kol Tuv. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.